a lot of times you get FOMO, you know, and like you're daydreaming about your little corner of the world being not as exciting and everyone else is daydreaming about their corner of the world not being exciting. So the what of the world doesn't change, but the why changes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Design Her Travel podcast. I'm your host, Kim Anderson. As an avid traveler, global nomad, and someone who considers themselves a citizen of the world, I want to say welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. My hope in creating this podcast is to inspire you to take the leap of faith and to design the life of your dreams. For me, that includes connecting with like-minded individuals and creating a community of souls living their best lives out, in, and around the world. Each week, you'll hear stories and conversations from fellow travelers who have figured out how to incorporate travel as a key component in their daily lives. Their stories are beautiful and inspiring, just like you. I can't wait to go on this journey with you. So let's do this. Here we go. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. I am super excited to bring you today's guest. I feel like if I were to say today's guest is the goat of the travel industry, many of you would know who that is. Today, I have on the show Matt Kepnes. He runs the award-winning budget travel site called nomadicmat.com. His writings and advice have been featured in the New York Times, CNN, The Guardian, Lifehacker, BBC, Time, Fox, Wall Street Journal, and countless other publications. He is also a New York Times bestselling author. So welcome to the show, Matt. I am very happy to have you on the Design Her Travel podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, talk and chat travel and answer questions. Brilliant. The right You're in the right spot. For those listeners that might not know much about your backstory, tell us a little bit about how you came to be Nomadic Matt. Uh, really by accident. I quit my job when I, in my 20s to go take a year off backpacking the world. Came home a year and a half later, decided I wanted to keep traveling. So I went to Southeast Asia to teach English. And along the way, I started the website just as a way to put in some extra cash, maybe doing freelance travel writing. I figured, what could I do? I was like, I travel. I like to write. Maybe I could do that. And so it's really just a side project for a couple of years while I got really into affiliate marketing and passive income streams, Google SEO stuff, and was just teaching English in uh, Thailand as well as Taiwan. And then a couple of years passed and the website was suddenly making some money. And I was doing interviews about traveling and travel blogging. And, you know, it was all very new at the time. And so around 2010, I just took a stab at it as a full-time thing. And then here we are. It was never a purposeful thing. A lot of people today are like, I'm going to go be a YouTuber or whatever, right? Like they start off with the purpose. I was just like, I got this thing and I write about my day on it. Very, very side hustle kind of thing. 
Yeah, because back in those days, like when you first started it, the world was a totally different place. The internet was not the same. There weren't a ton of people that were blogging. There were sites where you could go on and see other blog sites. Like it was such a different world. I think it's hard for some people to understand. It's always a grind to get your work out into the world, but it was like the wild, wild west days. Been around for ages, I feel, in the travel space, and it's great. And you've created a company that has loads of different outlets. Like you have tours, you have the nomadic network, you have a travel conference. If I remember right, at some point you had a a nonprofit for high school kids. And so when you started out writing and you decided, you know, I'll do this full time, did you envision that it would grow into this resource and this company that it is? No, I mean, like I said, it was really just an accidental thing. You know, when you're backpacking the world, you don't think you're going to get calls from a trademark lawyer on a Friday night going over urgent stuff about your mark, you know, or like dealing with insurance for employees and profit and loss statements. You're just like, I just want to write and travel. But a lot of those things that you mentioned, I don't do anymore. You know, I I went for my growth era to now my I'm just hanging out era. I just minimize my obligations and really just want to focus back on writing. Like I said, it was all very haphazard. So there was no, even these side things were very haphazard. They just were the outgrowth of ideas. And, you know, some of them were into fruition years after I thought about it. You know, conference you're referring to, TravelCon, you know, the first year we had it was 2018, but I started thinking about an event in 2015, you know? So same with the tours, same with the, all the community stuff. I, I think of ideas slowly. Today's episode is brought to you by Acorns Investment. Are you dreaming of exploring exotic destinations, but your budget seems to be holding you back just a little bit? Let me introduce you to Acorns, the innovative investing platform that's not just about growing your savings, but also about nurturing your wanderlust. By effortlessly rounding up your everyday purchases to the nearest dollar and investing the spare change, Acorns helps you build a travel fund without even noticing. Think of it as planting a small financial seed that blossoms into unforgettable adventures. Whether it's sipping an espresso in Rome or trekking through the lush rainforest of Costa Rica, Acorns can turn your everyday spending into your dream travel experiences. Sign up now using the link in show notes and get $5 when you make your first investment. Rules and restrictions apply. So you started with a love of traveling and exploring the world and deciding how you could do that more. And now all of a sudden you have a business or not maybe all of a sudden, but now you have a business and many people look at that and go, oh, hold on. Maybe I didn't want to create a business. I wanted to create a lifestyle that I love. And so I like that you've pared down and are kind of into a minimum and have focused on writing and doing the things that you're really passionate about. And so you have a second book. 10 Years of Nomad. 10 Years of Nomad. There we go. And so you share in that some of the things that you've learned over the years. And so as a traveler, I like to ask, what are some of the things that surprised you over the years that maybe you didn't realize 
until you got out into the world and got to meet people from all over? Well, you know, growing up as a sheltered suburban kid, there's not a lot of exposure to other people in other cultures. And so just getting out there is a lesson in itself. And meeting people who don't look like you, act like you, speak the same language, have the same views on anything, is a learning experience. And so you get these sort of teachable moments throughout everything where you just are constantly learning new things and osmosis and everything. And for me, the real big thing is one, it's not as expensive as you think it is. Um, you know, especially, you know, I grew up in the eighties and nineties. And so everything was resorts and cruises and big tours and get your two weeks holiday and all that expensive stuff. You stayed in hotels. And so I wasn't really exposed to budget travel until much later on in life. And so by then, I had always assumed travel was just expensive, which is why people never did it. But then you get overseas and you realize, well, it doesn't have to be that expensive. And there's tons of affordable ways to travel. I mean, now you have the internet and everyone's on TikTok sharing a travel hack, I say in parentheses, you know, the secret tip. But, you know, 20 years ago, there were no blogs. There was no social media to really share information. It was out there. It was just harder to know about. And then the other real big thing is that you realize just in some one sense, the world is kind of boring. You imagine people living exciting lives in far off destinations. Having lived overseas, I can tell you everyone goes to work every day and they pick up their dry cleaning and they pick up their kids from school and everyone's doing the same mundane things at home. I like that view because a lot of times you get FOMO, you know, and like you're daydreaming about your little corner of the world being not as exciting. And everyone else is daydreaming about their corner of the world not being exciting. So the what of the world doesn't change, but the why changes. How people eat, why people do things. The 9 p.m. dinner in Spain is much longer and different than the efficient 5.30 dinner in Stockholm, you know, and or the communal dinner that you get in Asia, the family style stuff. So it's just education. So all in all, you learn that the what is the same, the the how and the why are different. Mm, I love that. And putting it that way, you know, as some of my favorite things to experience or to take note of and participate in are, are the ways that people have their meals together or do their laundry. How people do their laundry around the world is fascinating. They're all sitting around like, oh, I'm doing my laundry, but yet the style of how they do it is totally differently. So you're right. And that's a good advice for people that have this trip on their mind to remember that, you know, everybody's all across the world thinking about the trip they would like to take. There's some peace that comes with that, with the social media and all of the travel tips and the information that is out there in the world. It's a lot different than at the time when you started seems as if when you look on Instagram, everybody has a travel tip, a travel hack, a travel idea, a business that they're creating, something in that nature. And so what would you say to someone at this point in time? What's some advice that you would give them 
if they really are serious about creating a life around their travel and generating income, what would you say to them in this this day and age with the experience that you have? Hmm. I'm going to take a lot more work than you think it will be. I don't really know. I mean, I started at a time when it was a lot easier. And I think, you know, you can still create online businesses around travel. It's just the big thing now is just to really niche down, like try to focus on one specific destination and place rather than I'm going to give general travel tips because you're just going to get lost in the fire hose of information that's out there. Or just get a job that allows you to work remote. You know, I mean, everyone's all about the like digital nomad life, but if you get a traditional nine to five and there's just like, yeah, we don't care where you work from, like same thing, you know? Also less stressful when you know you have a constant paycheck coming in. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, It makes life a lot easier and budgeting a lot easier and, and planning a lot easier when when income is consistent. And so life for you, you've slowed down a little bit, travel a little bit less, but how do you find that illustrious sort of work-life balance that everyone strives for, talks about, that seems to be a varying practice? So what's that look like for you now? I don't work when I travel. I focus solely on the te- like traveling or I at home I work. I think it's very hard to work and travel. I've tried for a very long time. And I think it's actually easy when you're just starting up because you have fewer things to do, but the bigger business gets, the more commitments on your time there will be from meetings to, again, podcasts to dealing with employees or freelancers, growing more content. So, I mean, the bigger you get, the harder it is for you to do all these things. So I always advocate like, you know, have a work day, have a travel day and don't mix it too. Don't do like a half and half kind of thing. You know, when I travel, I check email, I'll check in with the team and maybe I'll do like smaller tasks, but nothing big gets done anymore. I don't want to be thinking about work while I'm trying to explore this destination I've never been to. You know, I think you got to travel a lot slower because, you know, if you go in Paris for four days, you got a bunch of work to do. Like you're going to have to do work while you're there. You're not going to see Paris. So what's the point of going to Paris in the first place? Unless you can spend a couple of weeks there, then you can spread things out. So I'm a big advocate of slow it down and separate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have so many things and our focus are wanting to be in our attention that it's hard. And so you talked about your team at this point in time, like how big is your team? What are your roles at this point with the team? I have about four full-time employees, as well as a number of freelancers who do project-based work. So I have a tech guy, community person, and two full-time content people, as well as some part-time content people. You know, it takes a lot of effort to update over 2,000 blog posts now. Travel is something that's constantly changing. So we have to keep updating content. And then, you know, you have all these affiliate links that have to get updated and compliance stuff with all the partners. So all that takes a considerable amount of time. Yeah, your online presence is huge. I can only imagine from the back end, the maintenance that's required to keep that going. All and day, so, every day. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. As much time as you can devote to it. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. What's the vision that you hold for the future? Like, What are the things you would like to create moving forward? 
in your business and in your travels? I'd like to see more now that we don't really do tours anymore. I'd like to see more new destinations. The tours took up a lot of my time and a lot of repeat destinations. So now that I have that time back, I'd like to see more stuff. And I want to spend next year writing a lot more books, really get back into writing and, you know, updating $50 a day, another memoir style book, maybe freelance a bit, do more consulting. Not really sure, but, you know, I have free, spent this year freeing up a lot of time to do both those things. Mm, Very nice. You are an expert on travel hacking. So that is one of the ways that you help people and you have so many resources on your website for travel hacking. But if somebody's wanting to start out, what are like the top two ways that someone could start out in trying to travel more of the world by using travel hacking or through travel hacking? You know, I mean, one of the things you really want to do Let's start with a general points credit card. And then just, it's really about creating a goal. So thinking about what do you want these points for, right? Like every travel hacking website will tell you to get this card and that card or, you know, talk to you about point value and, you know, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, what do you, what do you need the points for? And so thinking about what your goal is and then aligning your spending in your card type to get the points for that goal. For some people, it's overwater bungalows in Tahiti. For others, it's just a bunch of tickets for their kids, you know, so to lower their costs. For me, it's about making sure I have miles for business class flights when I'm on the road. And then you've got to think about what, like, do you want to, like, what airline are you looking to fly? What hotel? Like, do you have a specific award redemption in mind? You know, so working from those two things, it can really allow you to sort of channel your energies into the right card path so that you're getting the points you need and you're maximizing your spending so you can reach your goal as quick as possible. Yeah, I think that's great. I know that when people are starting out, you just even a Google search of travel hacking, it's just that information can be overwhelming. So that's those are two really good points. And speaking of flying, I was reading your blog in 30. 32 things about you, I think is what it was titled before. And so you actually aren't a fan of flying. Is that true? That's very true. I'm a very nervous flyer. And so what are your practices? How do you find relieve the anxiety as you travel since you are a nomadic individual for so many years? Yeah, I um, take Xanax on flights. That's the truth of the matter. I just take a bunch of Xanax and try to go to bed. (laughs) <laughs> business class flights help on that. <laughs> you know, I, I know planes don't go down, but man, I just take some Xanax. Yeah, I think uh, you and probably half the population on an airplane. <laughs> it's a, one of the most common fears is fear of flying. We are pretty close on time. So let's go ahead and move into the lightning round. So my first question is, what is a travel tip or an inside scoop for your current location, New York City? There is a really awesome cocktail bar that probably you've never heard of called NR in the Upper East Side. That's really cool. Cool. NR. Just the letters NR. NR. Just, yep. And the second question is, what is a, a book that has inspired you in life? The Old Man in the Sea. Nice. I love that book. 
And the next question is, what is something that you can't live without and you always take with you when you travel? Good book. Nice. Hard copy or, or digital? Always hard copy. It's much easier to just take a book out than fiddle with a device. Nice. Last question. What is the top of your bucket list or dream destinations or adventures? Mongolia. Mm. And where can people find you or connect with you online? Uh, I'm everywhere at Nomadic Matt. N-O-M-A-D-I-C-M-A-T-T. So easy to have one handle across the board. And you have so much information. You have been such a resource for so long online. And so thank you for doing what you do, sharing all of your tips and tricks and sharing your stories over the years. You've inspired a lot of people to get out there and see the world and to know that it's possible. So thank you. And thank you for the kind words. Yeah. Happy travels. After so many years in the travel industry, Matt is a wealth of knowledge. And here are the key takeaways. Number one, one of the surprises in travel is to learn that the what is the same, but the how and the why are different. Number two, Something to consider when creating an online business is to know that it's going to take a lot more work than you think it will be, and it will probably take you more time than you're imagining. Number three, if you desire to create a life of more travel, don't negate the nine to five that allows you to work from anywhere. Having a steady income can be much less stressful than creating a business of your own. And number four, When stepping into the travel hacking world, the first thing to do is think about what your goal is and then align your spending and your card type to get the points for that goal. The quote I would like to end with today is from David Mitchell. And he said, travel far enough, you meet yourself. And I think that is one of the truest statements for me personally is getting so far out of your comfort zone that you become comfortable in the unknown and eventually you become comfortable in your own skin. Travel gives you the ability to persevere in situations which might not be ideal And it also gives you situations that are some of the most glorious experiences you could ever imagine. And living in that newness and that excitement and joy and wonder of discovery, it really does allow you to come home to yourself. You really know yourself well. You know how you handle situations. You know how you handle adversity. You know how you handle the unknown. And in knowing that, you know who you truly are. And my hope for each one of you is that you travel far enough to come home to yourself. You give yourself the opportunity to explore unknown territories, whether that's a distant land or a new thought. Either way, the journey 
can be magnificent. And you might just find out that what you've been seeking, you've had all along. Until next time. Thank you so much for showing up and listening to this episode. I know that there are so many things in life that you could be doing right now. And so it means a lot to me that you're here. There are so many more episodes coming your way. So if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to review and follow us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you know someone who might like to hear it, please share. Those little acts of kindness mean a lot and help more than you know. I appreciate your time and getting the opportunity to share this moment. I'd love to hear more from you. I'd love to connect. So reach out on social. You can find me on Instagram at seafaringwanderer. That's S-E-A-F-A-R. I-N-G-W-A-N-D-E-R-E-R. And then you can join our Facebook group at Design Her Travel Podcast. I would love to connect, hear more from you. Let me know what you'd like to hear more of, places you'd like to hear about, and things you'd like to know how to do when designing your life. So thank you, everyone, and I'll be back soon.